And we are live. Hey, folks. Welcome back. Scott and I are back this week with another great topic. So this week, I want to talk to you guys about how to make um, a fearful dog or if your dog feels safe, essentially. Um, Fear in dogs is a big thing, especially with the pandemic. There's so many different aspects of fear and anxiety in general. So what I want to do is I want to go through some warning signs of fear and tell you so you, so you guys will know what that looks like and talk about um, some of the body language and triggers um, with, that goes along with fears and just some of the things you guys can do to help your dogs feel safe. And then, then of course, give you guys some training tips as well um, so you guys can leave here feeling more confident about making your fearful dog um feels safe does archie have any fears or how is he with and fear he, he has like little fears here and there just like noises and that sort of thing and just certain people yeah. um yeah i think he, i think there is a certain level of like fear anxiety sometimes with different dogs and that sort of thing yeah. that's sort of where his reactivity shows up sometimes mm-hmm. it's like he just wants to play with them other times it seems like there's more of a not really into the dog and there's some anxiety there um and yep. then like there's always sort of the fear if we if we were to leave him alone at like my parents' place, then he dives into being fear and anxious that way. But it's exactly. Yeah. And so just like Scott's talking about folks, like he kind of knows Archie and knows what he's fearful about, uh, fearful um, towards and, you know, what to look out for. So kind of going um, through that, um, um, talking about fear and stuff. One of the things I talk to my clients about is actually looking at your dog's um, body language and knowing how to read your dog's body language. Some of the signs um, that a dog is fearful may be obvious, um, such as um, some of the obvious ones are like if your dog's like cowering away or if they're running away from things, those are obvious signs of fear. But there are some signs that are not so obvious. And I talk to my clients about this all the time, but let me go through some of them and tell me if Archie, have, have you seen some of these with Archie as well? So yawning, um, that's um, one of the ones that a lot of people misinterpret, like, oh, my dog's tired or they're bored. But this also could be a sign of emotional stress and stuff. And I always talk about looking at the situation your dog's and you know, if you know, they look like they're bored and they should be bored, then they probably are bored. But if they're in an environment where you know that maybe there's a lot of people around and they don't do well with people and you see them yawning, then most likely they're stressed out. So be sure to look at the environment and context in which it's happening. Also, another one is your dog showing disinterest and stuff that they usually would enjoy. So if you know that your dog loves toys and stuff and you start to give them like, hey, you know, here's a chewy toy, let's do tug. And they're like, no, don't want to do that more than likely your dog is either fearful or they're a little bit stressed also panting that's um, a really big one but also it could be a sign that your dog is overheated as well so you know again look at the environment around you you know are you in the middle of like a, um, a, a heat um, whatever a heat wave and it's like 90 degrees outside and your dog's <laughs> out there or are they in an environment in which they're a little bit fearful so you want to take that in consideration when you're looking at the body language and signs um, another one is your dog um, sniffing around <clears throat> It's actually called a displacement behavior. So essentially, um, your dog, you know, they'll do something. Um, so they'll sniff around and look what you're asking them to do. So if you're like, Archie, sit, and he may start sniffing. It's like, wait, what are you doing? You know how to sniff? What do you yeah. sniff? Yeah. So in that sense, your dog may be a little bit fearful. So that's another sign. And one of the common ones that um, people really do know is your dog growling and lunging. Those are um, obvious signs of fear and stuff in your dog. And sometimes aggression is underlined by fear. So you want to... 
you know, take a look at some of these things um, in, uh, within your dog's body language. And, uh, you know, most people do know their dog and know what they're kind of coward towards or fearful towards. So, you know, keep an open eye on that. And also some of these ones that may not be so obvious. Have you seen Archie do any of those things? Well, interestingly enough, I took him to a new uh, vet for his rehab and that sort of thing on yeah. uh, Monday. And so he was very aware that we weren't taking a normal route. He, his head was up. He was sitting yeah. on the back seat. Uh, he had his stress yawns. I noticed the stress yawn because he definitely yeah. wasn't tired. Uh, you know, when he got out of the car, he had a stress shake. Um, yes. yes. And like yes. usually if you go on a car ride and everything's kind of feeling normal. He'll just like end up laying down on the, on the back seat because we have like a dog hammock. So he'll just lay down. He'll sort of like sleep and he'll hang out. Um, mm -hmm. When I was taking him and he realized it wasn't usual, he was sitting up, he was standing up, he was looking out the window, what's going on. And yep. then he had to go in on his own because of all the rules now. He has to go in on his own, met a new vet, uh, met new people, completely brand new place. So the ride home, mm -hmm. he, instead of putting his head down, he, when he's stressed afterwards, he'll like, he'll lay out, but he'll have his head up and that sort of thing. So yeah, yep. different, that was like a classic, like, super stressful event so i got exactly times right so. yeah yeah always bringing your dog to new places they haven't been to um it's always a stressful event but if your dog's kind of fearful or kind of anxious maybe um going to the vet then that just adds on to it but it sounds like you notice the signs it kind of you know help them along and so what i want to do is get into some of the things you guys can do to actually help your dog feel safe until you guys can get some training or work on it a little bit so one of the things i always talk about about is socializing your dog in general. Um, is you know, socialization is critical during the early stages when they're a puppy. And I talk about that as well, but it's also important throughout the time, just keep on exposing them to new situations throughout their life. Especially, you know, I tell folks, you know, think about the bigger picture. Think about what your family does long-term. Do you go on hikes? Do you go to parks and stuff? And start taking your dog to those places first. And then of course, start socializing them to other places so that they're not so fearful when they do experience those places as well. And the same thing with the vet. I hear that a lot. Oh, my dog's afraid to go to the vet. You can actually take your dog to the parking lot on the vet ahead of time just so, you know, it's not so new when they go there. Just doing things like that to kind of expose them. Also, um, taking your dog out to different situations also helps them build um, confidence um, around that environment with the different people, also the different animals in the world and not help and helping them feel not so anxious around them. Um, so just making sure, again, taking them around, boosting their confidence, telling them how good of a job they're doing. Good job walking on a leash, Archie. Good yeah. job, Archie. Good job, Archie. You're doing amazing. So they love, like, just boosting their confidence will help. Um, also, desensitizing them to things that you notice they're afraid of. So um, you can work around situations that you feel like they're fearful with, you know, just, you know, holding them at it, you know, going to that space where they may be a little bit nervous, but not like forcing them to go in, using treats, you know, letting them know it's okay, but not just submerging them. So it's called desensitizing, but that's something you could work with a trainer with as well, but you can do it on your own um, in a simpler format. Also, another thing too, avoid punishing your dog or using aversive um, it, for unwanted behaviors that also can kind of scar the dog in the long term, actually make them feel more fearful, not um, as confident and even more nervous and fearful. So you want to um, avoid doing that because you actually could be hurting the dog instead of helping them. 
Um, also, I talk about this as well with my clients and, you know, when they um, onboard to training is engaging your dog and mental stimulation. Dogs love um, sniffing. They love being engaged. I teach my, teach my clients to game find it, toss it, treats. The, um, that use, have, helps the dog use their nose in turn. It tires them out. And the whole point be try, behind engaging them like in puzzle toys and stuff like that is it requires them to use their mind. And if they're thinking about engaging in toys, they're not thinking about a fear situation or environment. And so that's why I always encourage my clients to bring treats with them um, in situations where they think their dog may be fearful or a little bit stressed out because that'll just help them keep engaged in something else um, rather than focusing on their environment. Um, also, Think about you yourself, developing confidence in yourself and what you're doing with your dog. I talk about that with my confidence as well. Dogs feel emotions. They feel everything that you're doing, especially when you're holding them on a leash, say so your dog's reactive. And I know a lot of my clients are like, oh, I dread going out for walks. I'm so glad you're here. So even, you know, if you're going out for a walk and you see that dog and immediately you stop and you're like, <clears throat> the dogs feel that and they start to panic. So if you, you know, just relax, you know, gain confidence in what you're doing, try to manage the situation. I'm all about managing. So the more confidence you gain, the dogs look into you, you're their parent. So if they see you being confident in return, they're more confident. So just try to, you know, be more confident in those situations. Um, also respecting your dog's threshold. You never want to force your dog into a fearful situation. So, you know, if your dog, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, some dogs are afraid to go into a pet store, maybe because they go to get grooming there. They don't like grooming or they're afraid to go into a dog park. You never want to be like, oh, come on, Archie, let's just go in. Or yeah. come on, you know, Fido, let's go in. You know, it's not helping them. It's actually encouraging them to go into a fearful situation. They'll love you more if that, you know, either if you hang around out around the environment, if they're not so stressed out or even taking them away from the environment until they're ready to go in. So just, you know, try to avoid that. Also, another big one is overprotecting your dog. So a lot of times if you think your dog's fearful or if they like heroin, you want to cuddle them, pick them up and hold them. But what that actually tells your dog is like, you know what? I should be fearful. Like mom's right. She's picking me up and she's telling me it's okay. But remember, dogs don't understand um, really verbal. They understand body language. So you're picking up every time they feel fearful or if they, you know, are feeling anxious, then that signals to them like, hey, you know, I should be feeling this way. Instead, you know, maybe instead of, you know, move them away from the situation, out of the situation. So if you're on a walk, going in an opposite direction, or if you notice they're cowering in the situation, you know, if you are going to pick them up, move them out of the situation and put them down. So simple little things like that. And also, like I said, I know it can be frustrating dealing with a dog who may be fearful, may be anxious and have built up some anxiety. You may have built up some anxiety of your own and stuff, but just having patience and knowing that there is training for it. There is a way to work through this. So if you can't do it on your own, know that there are trainers out there like myself that can help you through this. And, you know, so you aren't as stressed out. The dog's not as stressed out. So some of these things that I have done, have you done any of this with Archie? Or anything sound useful? Yeah, for sure. I think big thing, like you're saying, is like when you feel stressed out or if you feel scared or anxious, they're going to feel it. Uh, I noticed this firsthand when we came, there's uh, some coyotes that came across our path one time. And, you know, I didn't completely freak out, but I was like, we need to, we need to move. And usually he'll, he's like very independent thinker. So if he doesn't want to move, he's not going to move. But when yep. he sort of could sense there's a lot of urgency, 
then he, mm-hmm. he went right away. So like he, yep. they can definitely tell on that emotional level, what kind of mm-hmm. energy you're bringing. So if you're anxious and a lot of times you got to think if you're anxious, they feel anxious and now they're fearful of whatever that thing is. So exactly, they, they, they become more reactive and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, a lot of times like the find a game I actually use just to distract them out of a situation sometimes or help exactly them, like using the treats that way. Right. But it's definitely, um, once you sort of start looking for the signs, it's like, it's like if you get like a silver car, you start to notice way more silver cars on the road once you have a silver car. Once you, start, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like once you start to like clue into like the yawns and the stretch shakes, yep. then you start to see them. You start to notice them a lot more on your dog and you start to be able to read the body language a little better. Um, but like what you're saying is so true. Like it takes time. It takes training and yep. it takes patience, right? Like they're they're very complex emotional animals and it's just sort of like having that empathy for them. And exactly taking that time with them right so we had tons of this like stuff i use but also like the message is really important to put that out there too so exactly yeah. and, and, and the piggyback off training i said to you guys i'm going to give you some training tips so um one thing that you guys should do is like i said using treats and using positive reinforcement um for the unwanted behaviors rather than punishing your dog um so you know, if you're doing any type of training with them, using treats, if, they don't, if they're not treat motivated, just using toys and trying to encourage them um, in situations in which you want them to, you know, perform better. Also, again, just being patient with your dog. You don't want to put unrealistic expectations on a fearful dog. You want to keep in mind they didn't get fearful overnight, so it's going to take some time to change. Um, for, your, for example, if your dog is nervous in a training class, then you may want to um, use private lessons instead so it's you know and have a trainer work through that because it does take time and sometimes you just need a little bit of guidance um actually i talked to my clients about this going at the pace of your dog your dog kind of dictates um how trainer moves i even talked to my clients about that like hey i have this plan set up but Archie's really the, you know, the leader of the pack and doing, you know, so you want to make sure that you're not pushing your dogs or interfering with their learning by making them go into situations and just going into at your dog pay, um, um, pace. And one training tip which you guys can teach your dog, especially if they have fear towards other strangers or um, if they're jumping because they're fearful, whatever it may be, you can actually teach your dog to hand target um, instead. So it actually helps if your dog's jumping to have your dog target um, a person's hand, um, if they're coming in a house or if they're meeting them outside, just because it allows the dog to come into the person's space opposed to them coming into you coming into theirs. So with that, I hope you guys gain some really good um, insight on how to um, comfort your fearful dog, or if your dog does become fearful, how to work upon with that. And also some good training tips kind of to, you know, move your dog forward. I hope Scott. Oh yeah. Gained some I got, some insight. There, yeah. got some stuff to work on for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And do you have anything to piggyback for the folks on China before we wrap you know, things up? Otherwise, if you have any questions about this, because it is a little bit complicated, feel free yeah. to reach out to Pam through the Down for Paws Facebook page. You can message through there, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. as well. If you want at Down for Paws, uh, everywhere, it's pretty much Down for Paws. So if you need to reach out <laughs> anyway, whichever way is your favorite, feel free to reach yep. out with questions. She's always happy to answer. Um, and anything that we can help out with, definitely check us out. Otherwise, We'll see you next week with another uh, with another awesome live and hope yep. everyone has a great week.